well, well. Woo. I'm not going to lie. It feels very odd to start recording with you and not to begin with pirate music. I know. I know. I feel like we've been on a sabbatical, even though we haven't missed a regular episode. It just feels like it's been so long since you and I have just like done an episode together for some reason. Like a regular episode. I've almost forgotten that we have another, like there's so much happening right now on the Patreon. Not to be annoying, but we have now 10 episodes on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial um, up on Patreon. I didn't see me becoming a Amber Heard and Johnny Depp expert in my 2022 bingo card, but here I am. I mean, honestly, I could do a Reddit, ask me anything. Really? Here I am. Like entertainment tonight, anyone can call us for a hot take for some sort of exclusive because (gasps) what? Honestly, my dream is not even to be famous. My dream is to just be somewhat like learned enough to be like asked to go on Access Hollywood for like Mm. a daytime special about, you know, ex celebrity thing, you know? That's still shooting for the stars, baby. Given where we're at. I, I know, I know, I know. It's it's true, but you know, a girl's got a dream. I gotta have, you know, something to put on my vision board. Absolutely. Um, no, it's just so it's kind of eerie being like, oh, okay, we're not t- we're not doing that. Because you guys, we are literally recording almost three times a week at this point. Right. At least twice a week for the Patreon and then the regular episode. Anyway, people are like, we get it. But there's a lot of stuff on the Patreon right now. Um and we're just kind of in the middle of it. I mean, we probably and have another five to ten episodes to go. I think what's exciting is that we're going to keep rolling forward with these deep dives even after this case concludes. Even after, you know, the the camera crews pack up and leave Fairfax, Virginia, we're going to continue doing deep dives, not on Johnny and Amber, obviously, but on just different things. Because I think what we've realized is that we like doing it. We do like doing it. We like doing the more narrative storytelling episodes. We like going deep. And so I'm really excited because next, should we reveal what we're doing next or should we kind of keep it a little bit of a secret? Let's reveal it, baby. Okay. So next we are doing a full deep dive on everything the Royals. So Tina Brown is an amazing journalist and editor. She edited The New Yorker. She basically reinvented Vanity Fair. She was the editor of Tatler magazine. Her pedigree is like Christiane Amanpour adjacent, you know, if if, if you're a person who knows journalists. Who's Amanpour? Well, Don't Henry Kissinger this for this for me. I'm Just, going I know to. She's, I'm going to. I know she's a smart just, person. I know she's a smart journalist. Christiane Amanpour. You don't know who what? that is? I don't know who that is. I don't really either. <laughs> <laughs> see oh my gosh oh, uh, the reason why I know Christiane Amanpour's name is because there was an episode of Gilmore Girls where Rory Gilmore was mm. like really wanted to become a journalist and Christiane right. Amanpour was her idol idol um and so just ever since you know, I've always said that Christiane Amanpour is my favorite is my favorite journalist no I'm just kidding <laughs> you could have told um, me that that was um an Escada fragrance <laughs> <laughs> you could have told me that was an Escada fragrance, and I would have been like, yeah, it sounds delicious. Oh, Christian Amanpour, I can't believe you can afford it. I never <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day that one of the Bledsoe sisters was able to wear Christian Amanpour. That's so <laughs> funny. Um, anyway, Tina Brown is an incredible journalist, and she's really like one of those people that's super connected. And she okay. wrote what can only be described as an essential tome on the royals, giving Tome. a f- 
tome, T-O-M-E. A like a When the uh, hell did you learn the word tome? You you don't know the word tome? I don't know the word tome. Are you gonna are you gonna word check me right now? I, I, no, I already looked it up. It's it. You're correct. It is a book, but it's a book when especially the, this? a large, w- heavily scholarly, heavily a large, heavy I, scholarly one. I know, I know. I you were right. I just want to reverse like spelling be you and be like, um, can I hear where you learned this word <laughs> first? Okay. Your I, origin story. I hate to do this to you, but I'm honestly shocked you've never heard the word tome before. No, I really, I'm not, I'm honestly not even shocked to myself um, because I've never even seen it spelled like in well, any literature. I haven't been reading as much Amanpour as you have, I guess. <laughs> Clearly. Anyway, this book really is essential literature about the royals, but it's very dense. It's intense, right? So yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to read it for everyone. Um, because I'm pretty sure not everyone wants to read like 700 pages or whatever it is on the Royals. And then I'm going to condense it all and recap this, this compendium of knowledge on the Royals. So cannot wait for this compendium. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can you just tone it down? I didn't, I didn't sign up to record with you today to look stupid. So can you just tone it down? You're the one who already called me out for not knowing who Christiane Amapur is. Yeah. Well, I'm Googling all these words. So watch your back. Wow. The fact checker is alive and well mm-hmm. on the episode with us. Um, okay. So anyway, so I'm really excited about that because, you know, this is not just like a, this, this is a, what, how do I describe it? This is someone who knew Princess Diana. Like this is someone who yeah. spoke like with Princess Diana. This is a true, true high caliber journalist writing all of her thoughts on the Royals, knowing the Royals. So mm-hmm. it's a really big deal. And so anyway, um, I'm really excited because I'm going to get into it. We're going to deep dive it. We'll do probably the initial episode on the regular and then move it to the Patreon. So anyway, really fun stuff to come. It's just yep. only getting better. And yeah. Okay. Okay. But enough of that, Chandler. What's going on with you? Do you actually want to hear about my life or? I hear about your life. I'm somewhat interested today. I don't know what it is. I'll just start. What? No, nothing. Go ahead. Oh my gosh. I'm like, another thing about you? Another wedding? Another black tie wedding we got to talk about? Well, okay. I will say this tiny story. I've been wearing. Oh, here um, we go. Jesus is King, that sweatshirt that McCall bought, that's Kanye West merch. I've been wearing it yeah. all around all around town, okay? Yeah. And anyway, yep. so now I'm in like, you know, very Christian Orange County wearing this yeah. Jesus is King sweatshirt and I get fist bumps from people, big clap. Oh like, like literally I'm at the mall and this like very nice older blonde lady is like, I love your sweatshirt. That is awesome. Give me a high five. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> It's just always this really awkward moment because they're like, where did you get it? They're like, where did you get it? I'm like, oh, And then you have to expose yourself as a a non-Christian. As just like, as it's obviously not necessarily totally just like a pious person. Yeah. 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 Um, And so it's just been really, really hilarious. Um, How did we get onto that? Why did I think of that? Did you say something about Just you wanted to talk about, no, you just want to talk about yourself some more. No, that's a hilarious we, I, story, though. No, no, it was there was something about. Mm, I lost it. Well, whatever. Anyway, the story's um, here. We're here. Let's just move forward. Let's it keep was, it no, moving. That's, What's going on with I, you? I love the idea of you getting high fives and fist bumps from people. Also, you're just like, not a fist bumper. I can't even picture you fist bumping. Like in my head, if I if I try really hard, I can't. I can't imagine you doing that. Like random dads at the mall, like giving me high fives, giving me fist fist bumps. At they least probably want a little bit more than that, times. but. 
Wow. You're disgusting. Okay. <laughs> maybe some people just, I'm not even going to say it because it'd be sacrilegious, but maybe some people are just actually, you know, rejoice at being reminded of their king. Oh, I'm sure they, I'm sure they do. And I'm happy for them. I am also just dying at the idea of you fist bumping strangers because you are just the least fist bump type of person. Anyways, let's move it right along. Okay. Um, here's what's new in my world. Um, I spent the weekend being an extremely good girlfriend to Ben. Um, Sounds this terrible. doesn't happen very often, but I, you know, he's, he's an excellent boyfriend. He'll help me move stuff when I need it. But you know, this weekend he really, uh, he really pushed me to my limits because we had to move two couches in one day. Okay. Oof. We had to, you know, he's the type of guy where he's, he's on marketplace selling his couch and the person's kind of st- like who's about to buy it is struggling with how they're going to like figure out how to get it to their apartment. No, so he says, no, no, he says, no. Well, I actually am already renting a truck for that day. So, you know, I can oh. help out with it, help you out with it. He, he, he did make them split the U-Haul with him, but he like helped them move his old couch into their new place. Like he's just, he's far too nice. Um, and I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I literally said to him, like, as the door closed after we dropped off, I'm like, I hope you're getting a lot of money for this. Um, <laughs> just like so worth my saturday afternoon literally so then we have to go drive pick up his new couch you know i'm just i'm just being exceptionally kind and christ-like in these moments you know Mm -hmm. by helping him move this couch even though he put together all my furniture for me before i even moved in but still it's a lot it's a lot to ask of me and then the cherry on top is that after moving two couches yesterday we left the city and uh went camping okay you went camping for one night right we went kind of like I would say it was more like glamping. I'll be honest. Ben like, is not we, a, ru- a rustic man. Um, I disagree. Is he, he a rustic is, man? Yes, yes. The man shows up I mean, to camping. That was a I mean, but okay. He the man shows up. He has a small axe. I've never I've known this person for you know a year ben and a half. Likes and I've never even really seen the small axe that he has for camping. What? Ben likes luxury is what I is really all I meant. Oh, he um, oh, he definitely likes luxury, but he's also outdoorsy. He's far more outdoorsy okay, okay. than I am. So what so, what did the glamping entail? A tent? When I say when I say glamping, it's just that it, it was already set up. Like there's there's like a tent that was set up for us basically, and Who set there was up? already like a fire pit. Like it's a it's a service. Like it's a thing called tenter, and you can go like rent these like campsites from people. But like you know, was it I had to I had to do bug spray like eight different times, so I don't feel like that's technically glamping if I'm doing bug spray, right? Was it Instagrammable? That's my question. Yeah, you're, you've got a reel coming at you pretty soon here. Oh, okay, yeah, that's full um, glamping. I mean, if yeah, you're so, not setting up your own shelter, then that's a hundred percent glamping. Yeah, but it was also like, you know, we had to build our own fire. There was no catered <laughs> meal. Like I just feel like glamping. Uh, I guess glamping to me is more like everything is done for you and everything was not done for me. So yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to this later, but yes, like given the levels of luxury that you can experience, like to the Kardashians, what you experience is probably like the deepest, like they can't even imagine. Here's a thought that occurred to me. I had to stop at two different Walmarts um, on the way to camping and on the way back from camping. May or may not have returned everything. some stuff. Yep. May or may not have returned. Well, I just returned something that I bought on the way there that I was like, we're not going to use this. Um, so we had to make a stop at Walmart. And I just don't know why, but Walmarts across America are so bleak. Honestly, there's so much I want to say right now, but I feel like I can't. Um, 
it's just yeah it's very but strange. here's the thing there's a walmart and there's a target right next to each other and there's a completely different crowd there's a radical self-acceptance enjoyed by the people of walmart maybe they should yeah it is aspirational we could learn a thing or two um back to me being an incredible girlfriend we went camping for a night and i just i had to race back to the city lauren because yes i had to work today but also i got a frame tv and oh i i've never felt more at home and actually i take it back the only place i've ever felt at home was at casa ocho in mexico but the second you know Second most likely place I'm going to feel at home is my current apartment with a frame TV. It feels so right. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. It, well, it's like not this hideous, just big plastic, you know, thing. No. And it's also, it's mounted and it's just, the, I'm looking at the art right now and it's just stunning. And anyone who's thinking about taking the plunge, take the plunge, do whatever you need to do, ask somebody for money, whatever it takes to get the TV. <laughs> um, That's, that's incredible. I hope we can create a affiliate link um, for that TV. Make Same. a few extra dollars, dollar yeah. bills. Maybe I, I did get one for the bathroom. Okay, this is another announcement. I did get approved finally for a reward, a reward style for a affiliate card. link. Never <laughs> finally, I got approved. Five hundred dollar limit. Um, Congrats! I got. I have been applying, you guys, for us to have a an affiliate link under pop apologist for like months and we always get rejected it's super embarrassing um they're always like we took a look at your account and decided that maybe you should circle back with us you know like <laughs> apparently like, we're like maybe you should just get better style and then yeah. circle back um apparently reward style did not want to be affiliated whatsoever with pop apologist anyway but i just feel like people ask for links all the time Right. And if I'm going to be giving out a link, might as well make a few quarters from it, you know, a few extra dimes right, in the account. Right. So long story short, I finally applied with my personal account. Another plug mm -hmm. for my personal account. We got approved. Yep. So, um, yeah, basically anytime now uh, there's a link to anything, you guys, it's going to be through that. And I hope people like it. I feel like people want the links, though. I feel like people want the fa fashion content. They want the links. We're not going to turn to a fashion account. But if we wear yeah. stuff and people ask about it, you know what I mean? Might as well have that in our back pocket. Totally. I mean, I have been schlepping that hardest hoof nail cream that I've been using. <laughs> and, you know, if that I, I bet that actually disqualified us from getting into reward style because they saw me schlepping hardest hoof and they were like, nope. Not our brand. This belongs in a Walmart. <laughs> no, thanks. Pass. No, thanks. Um, okay, um, let's get into TV. Yeah. Okay. Was that everything on your frame TV you wanted to express or do you have more to say? Um, I, I don't want to get to... Oh, I guess... Okay. One more thing I'll get into. Just as far as life updates, I've got some travel upcoming. Um, I don't know why that was pertinent, but I just feel like I needed to tell you and <laughs> the rest of the world. Um, Chandler I've been back will be on traveling. my walking pad. I mm. kind of took like a I feel like I was I kind of took a hiatus for my walking pad I probably wasn't on it for like a month and I am back and better than ever and I just honestly cannot recommend it enough I also have been like listening a lot to Harley Pasternak who's like a trainer who worked on like Ariel lore and everything anyways I like love his mentality about fitness and training and his biggest thing is about steps so get your walking pad yeah. everybody um the walking pad is incredible. I have been not home for so long. Anyway, I don't even, it's been so long since I've been on mine. It's really sad. It but is so sad. 
It's dark. Um, let's let's get into what people actually care about, though, which yeah. is pop culture. Yeah. Chandler, we chatted because you said you need to watch the Kardashians in preparation well, for this episode. And let's not mince words. I had a breakdown where I said to you, I'm alone right now and my love for Kravis, mainly Travis, and I don't want right. to be alone anymore, you know, perched on this ledge of insane adoration of Travis Barker. And I just asked you to come along on this journey with me. Okay. Well, I do have to tell you that the Kravis train, the Travis train really has left the station and baby, do I have a ticket? Holy. Oh, the chills because I'm so happy that finally you understand it. Like I'm so attracted to that man. So attractive. You're, Lauren, are you are you are you messing with me? I am not messing with you. I'm not kidding you. If K- something terrible happened to Kagan, I would 100% murder Kourtney Kardashian in cold blood and get Travis I'd to fall help. in love with me. I would I would whatever a YouTube witches Ashley could refer me to, whatever sorcery would be needed, I would do it because this man, wow wow wow. I know. Explosions in the brain. You, Let's let's just rewind. Let's get back to the beginning of this oh my new gosh. show, The Kardashians, and then we'll get to the proposal and to this weekend and everything. Okay, so um, I want to talk to I'm you just about so the Kardashians in general. Thank you. Okay. I'm happy to finally be together in this. Um, I want to talk to you about this show in general and the difference between it and Keeping Up. Are you down okay. to chat about that? I'm so down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you want me to share my observations or do you want to go first? Yeah. No, you go. Okay. One thing I will say about this show is I feel like, because I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit, I watched the first episode, a lot of drone footage, a beautiful lunch, mm-hmm. but I didn't really keep watching. I just, I, I was bored frequently with Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I felt like it was a lot of eating salads, a lot of them like in that brown, that strange living room with the brown couch. Do you know what I'm talking about? They always, I feel like they had a, they had an area in someone's house just for filming and it was on this really ugly brown oh, couch. Interesting. And I just felt um, like we didn't maybe? really see much. Yeah. 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 So anyway, the thing I love about the Kardashians on Hulu is that I feel like their attitude towards their wealth is just effort. Like, show everything show it all like we don't live a normal life and we no longer need to pretend we do we can ask the chef to do something chris can yell at people like we i feel like we're actually seeing their lives yeah and honestly like if you just even take their opening montage from keeping up that was kind of like this like you know bumbling like just even the early one you know where they're kind of like all running into place and it's just like kind of this clumsy thing about I don't even know if those are the right words, but it's just, it's, this show is much more like refined almost, Mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like Hulu has better cameras. (laughs) I don't know what's going on, Yeah, but the quality is so much higher. It's really good. It's really good. I mean, also maybe they're just living even more like glamorous lives than last season. I just, I feel uh, like, yeah. Okay. Go on. I don't want to skip ahead, but we have to talk about Chris's house. Let's dream of consciousness and just say everything we're thinking. One, I would fully date Kris Jenner if it meant having Corey's tennis necklace. Like, oh my gosh. gosh. It is at least 50 carats. At least. It is so (laughs) stunning. I haven't noticed it. I will become a lesbian for Kris Jenner. That is like the smallest price you could pay for that thing. 
You haven't Honestly, seen it? I haven't. I don't feel like I've seen it, Corey. I was noticing so much of the bling. Like Chris's oh, yeah. hoop, hoop earrings. I mean, those huge hoop earrings with the big right. diamonds on them. Those are probably like $40,000 earrings. Yeah. At yeah. least. It's just Honestly, insane. It's, it's insane. insane. It's insane. Okay. What did, what did you think about SNL? I know that was like one of the earlier episodes. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah, let's get it out of the way. Um, I thought that it was cool that Kim, it was interesting to like watch her have this meeting with Amy and Amy say that certain things weren't like funny or yes. not that good. And then she chose to keep things in. I just mm-hmm. feel like we're seeing a very self-possessed Kim who's really making the decisions in her life, although it is tougher to choose an outfit. So I would say, that, you know, it's not 100 percent. But um, right. but yeah, I thought the SNL thing was was really cool to watch. I guess that's really totally like it was it was definitely fun to watch. And I just felt like to, to go back to before, like I just felt like seeing Mario get emotional I just felt like they shielded us from a lot of the interaction with their staff before yeah and their right, lives right. and and like seeing all the behind the scenes conversations like with Kim being like Kanye flew here coach like and them all laughing about that like right. that is what I want to see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right right it's not like the stage hijinks like you know, Chloe and Lamar looking for aliens, which is what I always, I always no. refer back to as the one of the like the worst examples of why that <laughs> show just totally like hit the skids. I would so um, much rather watch Chloe and Kim on a hike talking earnestly and like like venting about Kanye. Like right. that is so much right. more interesting. Of course. Yeah. So quickly back to SNL. I think I yeah. loved seeing. Honestly, Kim is just such a hard worker. Like no one can deny that. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure we're gonna get the get up off here. You know, nobody wants to work these days. But Kim literally putting in the time, and I just I think she just has such a good focus mode. Like she just really l- zeroes in on what she wants to do, and she just like does it. And I think I don't know. It's very inspiring, honestly, how determined she is. Obviously, she has a full staff and like can literally choose to be extremely determined for a yeah. week. You know, at SNL, but it's it's amazing. I also, okay, a word about Chloe. Her storyline this whole season, I just, it makes me feel sadder and sadder because not only is she just like, you know, trying to, at least at this point in the season, make things work with Tristan, but she's also the only sibling who's actually really like super supportive of her siblings, Mm. especially of like Kim and stuff. Like I just, I don't know. There's something about seeing the way that Chloe just actually goes to everything. I feel like Chloe's just like always palling around with Chris and maybe she has the least going on, but she just, like, doesn't seem at all bitter about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, she just, like, seems so genuinely happy for her other sisters who are, you know, finding the love of their life or just, you know, popping off on SNL. And I just, I had this, like, moment where I was like, dang, like, I just, I really want good things for Chloe because I think she's a a truly very, very good person to her core. Yeah. And it makes me sad. I think that the internet has been so cruel to her because she's the most insecure Mm -hmm. I think that comparison is really tough. Like, I think we can be honest and say that we do not like being compared to sisters. And, you know, like, people will say certain things and it will bug me and it will bug you. Um, And I'm sure certain things bug Courtney, like Mm -hmm. the three of us that are like more public. Um, And so anyway, I just think that I fully empathize with Chloe in terms of it's not fun to be compared constantly. And then she's obviously the most insecure. And so, yeah, she's filtered herself to high heaven. 
you know, use tons of edits, whatever. Like who cares? This is just like a person who's really just trying to be happy. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Which maybe sounds kind of Pollyanna, but when I, when she was being super supportive of Kim at SNL, I felt that the support was sincere, but there was also part of me that saw like a glimmer of, of like, honestly, sadness. And yeah. And Chloe, I don't know if maybe that was just my own projection, but I felt like it just would be, I feel like Chloe got the, you know, definitely the rawest deal of all of them. Absolutely. It would, I think it would be hard to be Chloe. I mean, now that I say that though, I like think about how successful Good American is. And I'm like, all of these women, maybe with the exception of Kendall, have extremely successful businesses, like, like things that they've started from the ground up. I mean, these people exist in a completely different plane and sphere of existence than we do. So I don't want to like undermine that, but I do think that watching the show, it does, you know, teach that lesson that the gamut of emotion runs through everyone, no matter how rich, no matter how successful they are, no matter how beautiful they are, whatever. Kim is struggling in certain ways. Chloe is struggling. Courtney has struggled a lot. All of them. just one other thing on like their businesses. I'm just, I'm fully back in on the Kardashians. Like if you can't tell, but like all of them have with with the exception of a one eight, like they all have businesses that I want things from. I want jeans from good American. I want stuff from skims. I like would. Yeah. I mean, maybe less so with Kylie cosmetics, but like, what about poosh? Are you a poosh? Yeah. I like follow poosh. Okay. Yeah, like I, I like I like corny stuff. You I mean, green, yeah, how to drink so, green but... juice and have four orgasms before eight AM articles. Exactly. Those are that's the intersection of the things that I care about. But I don't know. Chloe has definitely been successful on her own and she's a total catch. So okay. Moving on though. Yeah. Should we just get into Kravis? Like, why are we holding back? Why are we holding back? I mean, I do think Courtney Kardashian is my least favorite sister. I think that Um, I'm not, I'm just not a fan of her, Mm -hmm. but I do love this union. And I think that where there is darkness, there is also light and the light is Travis. Where were you? What moment in the show? Talk to me about that watershed Mm. moment for you. I think, you know, there were a lot of, it, it was a build at first, but then I think that really what changed it all for me, maybe when everything snapped into focus was when, Mm -hmm. They were at Chris's birthday party and they're at Chris's birthday party and Travis is just holding Courtney like in the courtyard. Like they're just like having this like tender moment and he's like basically just like holding her face. I imagine that's the way like God would hold my face like as I emerge from the pearly (laughs) gates. Like that is literally the level of warmth, the radiance, the level of radiance, devotion, goodness, purity of love. It is heavenly. It is incandescent. I mean, I almost am like blushing too hard when I'm watching those scenes because I'm just like, wow, like that is it's on another level. It makes me feel like Kagan and I suddenly have problems. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't to- know I had an is- a relationship with a lot of issues. <laughs> no, I, I swear it honestly like planted a seed in me where I was like, I was like, wait, I'm not, am I not being like, like literally held enough like in public? Well, how about the fact that Travis likes to, when they drive basically anywhere that's over an hour or whatever, use their tour bus so that they can lay in bed together on the Mm way. Right, right. That the level of just like opulence, the the sheer, oh my gosh, the way he craves her is really, really 
the way gorgeous the, the, the affection and the physical touch between the two of them is like on another level it's like i think it's what i want i don't know if it's what i actually could handle but it yeah. is it's aspirational for sure yes i think it's just really really beautiful to see and i think it's a wonderful relationship and i'm super super happy for courtney in a way that i think maybe yeah. just watching their like sexy antics on instagram i was less enthused I've, right. if anyone remembers i referred to them as our favorite hot topic employees now i consider their engagement right. that to have been like a sacred ceremony like how mm-hmm. dare how dare we i mean yeah. Also, I don't know. On the show, it's not crazy sexual. It's more just like extreme, like affectionate and loving. Right. For sure. For Thank sure. Goodness. I do want to talk about the fact that the kids were not at the engagement, her kids. Yeah. And then also the fact that they literally got married, I think yesterday or this morning, one of the two. Mm-hmm. I w- yeah. I have several things. Um, I just think that it kind of shows that Courtney, if if Courtney really was as obsessed with being a mom as she professes to be, I don't think there's a chance in hell Travis would not have had her kids there. Yeah. I mean, it's also, it bummed me out that she thought that Chris did it. It was Chris's decision. Yeah. Like, that was just, that was kind of like, a fail was, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I just and don't, again, don't think it's all Chris's fault. Like Scott said, like Scott said, they were 55 minutes away, you know, right, like right. It, very strange. Right. It was very sad when she FaceTimed Penelope and then yeah. Penelope hung up, you know. Honestly, if my mom got engaged and there was a big party, I'm sorry, unless I was like under the age of four, I would have been, that would have made me really like very sad. And yeah. yeah. And I think it was like a big weird it was a it was um uh like a a, bl- a a big blind spot moment for all of them. Right, right. I mean, it is tough with Scott and like, I also want to get into that because yeah, it, it almost felt like if, like, heaven forbid, if something like if Courtney and Wyatt were to, like, split up or something and Courtney were to, like, find a Travis mm. Barker. I, I mean, mean, it's not like Courtney and Wyatt, though, because Wyatt is, like, such a good person, whereas I feel like Scott no, I'm not Scott's saying a good Scott, person, not, but he Wyatt wasn't good Scott, for her. Well, let me finish. Wyatt and Scott are not the same person. That's what, not why I'm comparing them. I'm comparing them only because, like, just how much the family is still worried about Scott because they're so in- intertwined with him and he is just such an integral part of their family. The way that that was even a part of the conversation that night was like, are you even, like, worried about how Scott's feeling? It's just so interesting. Yeah, but I think that... I think that it really shows that blood is thicker than water and there's right. a reason why, you know, there's just, there, and- it's never going to be the same. Courtney's always going to be the priority. Courtney's right. always going to be able to, you know, basically ice him out if she wants to from yeah. the family, essentially. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of drama on his way out, but ultimately, ultimately, like the, the, the sister is the one who yeah. at the end of the day is part of the family. Right. And, and you know what? Absolutely. Like, I totally agree. And Scott, like in the, that episode where they got engaged, I did feel a little sad for him. But then I just think for a split second about him bringing Sophia Ritchie on trips and just like how m- much grace he's been given by Courtney, not only while they were together, but then post that. And I just like he doesn't have a leg to stand on. And then what really irked me was when he was in that fight with Kendall and he just like full victim and I was just like you know what you're not you're not handling this right at all and it's such a bad look yeah I mean I think that ultimately he 
is just kind of reaping what he's sown Mm -hmm. and it's coming a little bit later but ultimately when he the result of their their breakdown the breakdown of their relationship and the fact that she would never marry him in my opinion rests on him right his antics his cheating his issues with substances yada 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 that he's admitted to and he didn't treat her well and so ultimately you kind of reap what you sow and it is super sad and i i definitely feel for him because obviously this is his family and and if Mm -hmm. i was invited to all the kardashian parties and all of a sudden wasn't uh, trust me i'd feel that loss too right right but that's just unfortunately how these things go yeah 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 although you know what's strange to me chandler i do have to say I feel like if if Courtney's so chill with Sophia, she's so chill with Sophia or like, you know, with all of Scott's antics in terms of him having these like 19 year old girlfriends, she can bring he can bring them around. Who cares? No problem. Why does she care if he sees her happiness? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I also don't think that Travis is some like jealous guy who's going to turn ragey when Scott's there. Right. How funny was it though when oh Scott was like, "I lost my appetite." I was cra- right. I was audibly laughing oh. at this scene. So, you guys, there's a scene where after the time when I talked about them like basically caressing in the courtyard in front of everyone, Scott is like losing his mind and he's like, "Can't even eat." He's like, "I lost my appetite." Like he, it's just so funny. Oh, it's so funny. Also, when he first comes in and like they're all just like standing there, it was the most like truly human awkward moment. When like it's him and Courtney embrace and then him and Travis, it's just, it's bizarre. Well, the way she's like, oh, I don't need to talk to him. I don't need to, mm-hmm. she's talking to everyone. I don't need to talk to him. And then, and then in the way when he says congrats and she goes, I've already seen you. Like, right. she's just a bitch in my opinion. Yeah. Like yeah. she's just, I, I think she's just she's... incredibly self-centered and not very nice. Yeah. No, she could have handled that better. That like made him probably feel stupid and that there's yeah. like no reason why she should have done that. Um Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my mm. clean simple eats protein powder. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the Simply Vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip, you got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water, and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimbleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimbleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off okay anyway. let's talk about uh, the egg retrieval. Yeah, the I mean that whole that whole scene and ceremony. It was just ceremony. It was just I mean, it is, everything's a ceremony with these two when they're yeah. in the back of the tour bus and he's just like rubbing her feet. I, and I, you know what I also love. I what? love. I don't know. There's just like there is such a glow of happiness and a feeling of 
like real love. Like there's this new softness mm-hmm. to Courtney around Travis. That's really yes. beautiful. Yes. Yes. I mean, and don't you just feel like he's has such a sweet way of speaking? He is the most gentle man. Right. It is, com- it is unearthly. It is unearthly. We need to, this episode's going to be titled Ben and Kagan do not listen. <laughs> <laughs> truly though like and the way he says family is everything i told you about that moment i I said lauren i said he has this moment he says families and he's and he's sincere like oh he is so sincere i I need you to like listen to him on like either i don't know if it was his joe rogan or like one of his podcast interviews he's just like he's i mean you know he was in a plane crash right and he like was basically one of the only people that survived I, you know, I know he had a, there was a plane situation. I didn't know if he was in the crash or someone situation. he knew. Well, I just knew no, that a plane, there was a plane yeah. crash, but I don't know if it was like his mom died in a plane crash or what it was. No, no, no. He, he flew to, to so he was in Blink-182. You knew that, right? I knew he was in a band. Okay. He was in Blink-182, um, too busy reading Almond Poor or whatever. Um, <laughs> He he was in Blink-182, the drummer for Blink-182. He's, like, self-taught drummer, like, did not grow up wealthy at all. Grew up in, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like Inland Empire, California or something. Um, anyways, uh, 10 years ago or, like, something, like, n- not when he was younger, but, like, within, like, the past decade or so, he flew to a, like, random concert on the East Coast. And he always had a fear of flying did not do well like flying at all and upon taking off the plane suddenly malfunctioned or something and it literally crashed like right as it took off it then crashed into the embankment like over the freeway outside of the airport (sighs) um and his like best friend died and he was literally his his legs were soaked in uh, because he stepped out into once he like escaped with his other friend who was like still alive but then Actually, this other friend that he escaped with ended up like dying by suicide a couple years ago. Oh my god! But um, he stepped in jet fuel, so there was literally jet. Yeah, he like he's because he stepped in the jet when he like when he broke out of the plane. He stepped in like the the jet fuel lodge or whatever wherever they store all this jet fuel. So he and then he caught on fire. Oh my gosh! And so it was like this horrendous recovery where he was literally like his body was soaked in jet fuel. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. He's also a vegan. Um, well, that was quite the segue. I know. The sorry. I just, like, I'm, he, I'm also eats a plant, he also eats a plant based diet. For more of the wonderful facts about him. I mean, I you, you're going to have to like. His watch favorite place to visit is Orlando, Florida. Right. His favorite color is but jewel, a jewel tone turquoise. He's just, and I think he's a really good dad. I don't know if you could, like, I just, I don't know. I just get amazing dad vibes from him. No, he's definitely a wonderful father. I think that he really is the perfect guy for Courtney because she needs a lot of goodness in her life. Um, and I think that I think that honestly, Scott t- made Courtney hard. Like Scott was so annoying and so yes. terrible to deal with that I think that Scott really made Courtney a very jaded person. And mm-hmm. it's really beautiful to watch her be softened by Travis and I'm sure she'll become a better mother with his influence right can we discuss though can we discuss Kris Jenner's joy during that engagement party like oh my gosh you would have thought Kris Jenner was getting engaged no I know I know I know and I think that at the end of the day Kris Jenner is a mom like beyond all of it yeah and what I think is really so special was 
she probably did always have this feeling about Courtney that Courtney wasn't settled. You know, Mm -hmm. Courtney never wanted to get married. Was not that that makes you a person who wants to be settled, but Courtney was always unmoored, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I think that seeing Courtney like so deeply anchored with, um, with Travis, and so at peace and in the right place, I just think that probably gives Chris a lot of peace. And I mean, yeah, Courtney was in a bad relationship for a very long time. Yeah. I thought it was so funny when Chris said, you know, when your firstborn gets engaged, there's no better feeling. And when he's like, did everyone hear that? Did everyone hear that? (laughs) Oh, I just like the hotel room and the flowers and just like, I just love, I just love how these people arrive to a procession and I am obsessed with it. I mean, it's such a, the level of just glamour and beauty it's it is really really I don't even know the words there are you words. catch when she said like Travis doesn't didn't want me in glam I was reminded of Kagan with you oh did she say Travis didn't yeah. want her in glam like when when she got like Travis doesn't like glam is kind of what she was saying or she said like she knew Travis wouldn't like her in glam so like she didn't have glam on when she got engaged like in that moment and the roses in, on the in the beach on the beach but then when she went back to the hotel her family had brought glam so if she wanted to she could get like touched up or whatever I have to say this is a superficial side note yeah damn they all look so much better without makeup in my opinion especially Kimberly like Kim yeah. studying for the bar is right looks like she has the skin of an infant she's it's insane 40? 41 i mean it 40, is like she, i mean I know unbelievable it's 10 years away, but she's 10 years away from 50 like she it's, looks she's she's out of she's this world. 60 years away from 100 she's um like, what <laughs> no but like still i mean i still. know i like I, this is me speaking as someone like in their 20s so like it's annoying i'm sure but yeah she just she looks out of this world she and i think that she like her skin, the glowiness, the beauty, sans any makeup, all of them. I think Courtney right. looks so much younger without any makeup on. Yeah. Like I Chloe think they especially. all look better. They all look yeah. so much fresher. I think also the like Chloe right now, her look with just like big blonde hair. It's just, it's a lot. I think she's it's much a lot. better. More undone. Like you're saying. I agree. Um, But yeah, I oh. just, I can understand why he would want her to be without makeup. I mean, I'm basically not allowed to wear makeup on my wedding day. Um, which I'm sure is like, love that. Which was like an, another. I mean, I was, I wore. Excuse me, I wore a tiny bit of eyeshadow to this wedding we were at, and Kangol yeah. was like, "Just so you know, this is the maximum amount of wet of makeup you're allowed to wear at our wedding." <laughs> Gosh. Oh, I love that. So, I think that's really sweet. Yeah, it is. It is really, honestly really, really sweet. sweet. Yeah. Is it weird that we haven't talked about Kendall? No, it's not because she literally gives nothing. Well, let's, I mean, she gave us the best scene of all time. This is the, yeah, okay, the this cucumber. is the thing. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Cause for me, I feel like when it comes to Kendall and Kylie, these are two people that never had, and like their, their memories of even somewhat of a normal life are so, so far in the past. And when, when Chris was like, we'll have chef make you a snack. And she's like, no, I can, I can make it. I'm fine. Right. Well, she, and she's always like so rude to Chris too. Yeah, I, do, I don't know. She's I don't like her. Well, and then the way she drew the way she handled that cucumber, it was like it was scary. It, was it seemed like she was going to cut her fingers off. Yes. Yes. She it was like she had never cut anything so else she'd, before. She'd never handled a knife. She'd a never knife. handled a vegetable. 
Yeah. It's, it was, and for someone like so into health too, uh, the fact that she has no idea how to cut a vegetable or to cut anything for that matter is hilarious. A cucumber, a cucumber. It was just a very simple exercise. I want to figure out about the IVs she's getting though, because there's someone I know who gets like IVs. Someone comes to their place and gives her IVs. Yeah. I've been meaning to ask her about it. Um, and anyway, I want to know about this. I think it's called NID or something. And what does it do? I think it's just like some sort of fountain of youth, rich person infusion that I probably can't afford. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Let me know how that works out for you. And if, and if they've got a firm. Yeah, I will for <laughs> sure. After pay. Right. Absolutely. I mean, Kylie barely gave anything. We had like the, in the fast food scene with her. Yeah. You I know, they're just, they're just not interesting to me. I, um, I do think, oh, what was I going to say? Um, Hold on. Oh, I did find Kim saying that she hopes there's one more wedding for her to be really sweet. Like, I do think that that that's the thing about Kim that is different than Courtney. Courtney was jaded and hard and never wanted to get married. And Kim, even after three divorces, is like, I still believe in love. So that's why I hope there's only one more wedding for me. Right. Like, I think that there's such a sweetness and innocence to Kim after all these years and videos. Did you see when she was texting Pete? No. There's like a scene where they're like, who are you texting Kim? Oh, yeah. I saw that. I was like, Like, but they don't let us read the text. No, 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 no. It was just cute. And I, yeah, and that made me believe in, in their love a little bit more. I do also want to talk about Kanye uh, retrieving the hard drive from Ray J. So Ray J came out with a whole statement basically telling, like saying that Kim has been dragging his name through the mud, that this sex tape was released with with um, her and Chris signing off on it, signing off on it and basically saying like, please, like I'm a father, like don't don't do this again. So mm. I found it to be real. So when that, when he released that, I was like, wow, this is all for the show. This is all a lie. But then when Kim is in the hotel room and Kanye has brought the, the computer and the hard drive, honestly, like, I just don't think she could have ma- manufactured that emotion no, in all those years. Yeah, it definitely was real. And it would track that it's like, I'm about to do SNL and maybe there's some new stupid tape, you know, that I don't know about that's going to get released. You know, right. it's a high stakes, high pressure moment. Right. Absolutely. You know, th- that she was going to be reminded of, you know, her like, uh, you know, origins. Less yeah. Classy origins, you could say. You, you can say who can say. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was that was beautiful. OK, can we talk about um, what she revealed, though? So I feel like Kim has never really said a bad word about Kanye, but I think mm-hmm. she very strategically told Scott in that scene in her closet that Kanye had, you know, she's very insecure about her style and fashion without Kanye. And, and that basically the one outfit she finally styled on her own without getting his like approval first, he then like called her after and like tore her down and told her it was the same outfit that Marge Simpson had worn. I do feel like that was her way of saying like, Hey, you guys, there's like so much to Kanye that you don't see. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Made me really sad. I mean, here you you see her, like you were saying, this self-possessed woman. And then she doesn't even, like, feel comfortable picking out clothes from her gorgeous closet. Oh, I mean, closets, like, rooms, rooms, walls of Hermes bags. Like, it's... And also, 
astonishing. I just say, the way that she does her closets, that's the way I'd do it if I um, if I was Kim Kardashian. I love the chaise lounge in the middle of the room and then just very beautifully displayed clothes all around, you know, obviously all like matte colors and neutrals. Not like floor to ceiling built-ins with lights and, you know, it's like that's chuggy at this point. That's so chuggy. I, I have to say... I find Kim to be in a new era. She's completely resplendent. She's completely aglow. I feel like mm-hmm. she has never been more beautiful. She has never, I think, been more well put together, more well styled. And just like kind of watching her in her beautiful kitchen, preparing for the bar, in her closets. It's that's what I like about this show. Is I feel like we're just seeing more. We're seeing more of their glamour, more of their lives, and it's it's honestly much better than Keeping Up. Right. No, I love it. And maybe it. there's I, just I'm more going it. on. I don't know. Like more going on in their know, lives was just, more interesting. Yeah. I mean, I do think probably when they come, was filming and Kanye was in the picture, she maybe wasn't at, at liberty to, to be who she fully was. Right. And and I think she made a really good point, which is like, hey, Kanye can talk about our relationship in his music video or his, his music videos and his music and that's right. art and that's creative and that's expression but right. in my show it's trashy and it's tacky mm-hmm. and I'm not allowed to talk mm-hmm. about it yeah. which you really can see that Kim has been living you know with the this constraint this this level of judgment from other people and yeah it's nice to see her call that out Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I like that she admitted that part of her law school ambition, it's not all just virtuous wanting to save, you know, criminal justice reform. It's also, it's not just motivated by criminal justice reform. It's also motivated by ego. Like she wants to say, hey, like, look, I can do this too. I'm actually also a very substantial, smart person. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was a moment of cool honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're getting a lot. We're getting a lot from the show. I'm excited to keep watching. Me too. Um, do you want to talk all about, at all about the Santa Barbara wedding? Okay, so the Santa Barbara wedding, I have some details on it. Do you want me to share? Yeah. Okay, so Courtney and Travis got married on Sunday, May 15th in Santa Barbara at the steps of the downtown courthouse. A few close friends, family members, and bodyguards were present. After their vows, they drove off in a convertible with a just-married sign attached. Courtney was wearing a Dolce & Gabbana mini dress featuring a bustier-style top and an embroidered bleeding heart detail on the bodice. She wore a sheer hooded veil attached to sheer sleeves, also Dolce & Gabbana, and oxblood pumps. Travis wore a fitted all-black suit and sunglasses. The only wedding guests that we know of are MJ, Courtney's grandma, of course, and Travis's dad. There is nothing about where the rest of the family was. The kids were not in attendance. So... Very little to except for photos and those details. What are your thoughts? I think this makes sense. I'm going to say that I feel like I don't like this dress. Yeah, I don't know really what's happening here. Like this is kind of I get the whole thing of like, hey, we we really just love each other. We want to be married. That's beautiful. But with all the, honestly, with all the resources, with all the staff that they have, all the help that they have, they could have thrown a beautiful elopement with surrounded by like their loved ones in two weeks. Well, I think they're still supposed to have a wedding in Italy. Oh, really? This is just like, this is just part one of this procession. Okay. And I don't mind the styling of the black and white, you know, the, uh, the dress is terrible. Let's be honest. The dress is just like, and honestly, 
I don't think she looks that beautiful in any of these photos. And I, I think she's absolutely beautiful. But like for whatever reason, these photos just do not capture it. And well, it's just, the dress looks too small on her. It doesn't yeah, look like the, the, it doesn't look like a good fit. Yeah, and it's just like not everything has to be like rockabilly or like yeah, like what can have just been a little bit more classic versus so like Marilyn Monroe like sexy, I guess. Right. It's, honestly, right. it's just too sexy. I want it two degrees less sexy. That's it. Right. Right. Did you think Chris's house was beautiful? By the way, I just oh yeah, that. let's talk. I I I want. Is it just another house in Calabasas? I'm I was so don't confused. Know where it is. It's, it's the one that's going to be next door to Chloe. Gotcha. Okay, so it must just be another house in Calabasas. I thought that was so funny. I gave myself the ultimate birthday gift, a new house. I, mean, I know, I know. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Truly, it is so fun to watch these people's lives because watching them in that room of all that beautiful china, Mm -hmm. like all the things, like all the things that they're surrounded by are just so fine, so luxurious. It is so so fun to watch. I know. I know. And I love seeing – I love seeing her living her best life. It's amazing. I love her taste. I think her taste is maybe my favorite out of all the Kardashians, at at least the way it's displayed in this house. Like some of them are just like far too monochromatic. Like I don't like love Kim's house, but I I thought Chris's had so much charm and it was warm feeling, even though it was brand new. You know, it's just like, oh, and just it was amazing. I think that also it was super dark which is just such an interesting choice, you know, like mm-hmm. that is a very interesting design choice. Um, so I'm kind of wondering if that's like something that's kind of to come, which is like, I bet you honestly, we've been in such this era of like all white everything for so long. Right. I bet you we are going to descend into darkness at some point with interior design because I mean, it, yeah, so it's just now like that strikes me now was so fresh. Right, right. Yeah. Man. Um, no, I thought it was I thought it was beautiful. I I just thought it was so funny because Kendall comes over to see it and it just really struck me. Kendall was like, Oh yeah, it's so nice. Like no. you know, you you gush, you go, This is stunning. You grab you your know mom's forearm, you say, gushed. This is breathtaking. Like even, oh, this is so nice. Even Chloe gushed at like the China like room. Like Chloe was giving and like it's just yeah. Kendall just gives nothing. She's so nothing. annoying to just me. Nothing. Kendall for me is my least favorite of all of them for sure. Um I I even find Kylie to be just a little bit more sweet, a little bit more charming. Yes. Yes. No, Kendall has 0% charm. That's what Yeah, it is. zero warmth. Okay, and maybe we're yeah. just like maybe we're just jealous. I don't know what it Probably is. Probably insanely jealous. <laughs> 
It's also like Who's there's something say? about watching people who are like a decade older than you living these incredible lives. That's mm-hmm. like very just like it's amazing. It's but I think there is something about yeah. like when someone's like literally your age or younger and they have such a better life than you. Maybe there's like right. a certain like subconscious competitiveness. I don't know. I do mm-hmm. think that Kendall though, like that's not true though because I loved watching Georgina. Georgina's like 27. I loved watching no, Kendall just, Georgina. She, Kendall just She's not warm or charming. She gives nothing. Yeah, like her personality is just not interesting at all. Right, right. And she just like doesn't uh, she doesn't like convey her personality well at all on the show. If she is a delight, yeah. we get none of it. Well, what I've, yeah, and that's definitely not the word on the street. I've been told that she's a delight. Um, yeah. Can I tell you something delightful that Please. happened in the jacuzzi last night? This is kind of a hard oh, left gosh. turn, but I think we're, we're pretty much okay. done, right? Okay. You Catching and mom up with the Kardashians. A sexy dip late at night. Mom, Kagan and I were in the jacuzzi last night and mom said, <laughs> mom said, Kagan, what's your favorite song of all time? Oh gosh, it was super I cute. love it. And Kane goes, I like that song. He said, Wake Me Up by Avicii. <laughs> it's his favorite song of all time. Is that okay. like the cutest, most unpretentious, sweetest thing? Right, right. It very much charmed me. Like I just love that there was no trying to be cool. Oh, my favorite song is right. Wake Me Up by Avicii. Right. That is just yeah. very sweet to me. Anyway. Yeah. Very, very cute. Very sweet. Um, okay, well, apart from, yeah, RIP. Apart from the Kardashians, what else? Anything else before we depart? I am going to watch Conversations with Friends, and that's the show with Joe Alwyn. Mm, and Jemima Kirk. So, mm-hmm, who I love. Will you tell me if it's good? Why don't you just watch it yourself? Because you're already going to watch it. I guess. So I mean, why I can't just you just tell me if you're already going to watch it? I suppose it? I can do you that favor. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do you use my Hulu anyway? My login? No, I don't use any of your logins for the record. I'm just teasing. Which one of my um, logins do you use? My HBO? Netflix. Yeah, of course. I don't, actually don't even know if I have that. If you could send me that Chrome uh, <laughs> password and stuff, that'd be great. Okay, before we go, I would love to hear your thoughts on the new season of Beverly Hills, the premiere episode. I waited until my TV was installed to watch it mm. because I was so excited and I knew it had luxury. to be a gorgeous viewing experience absolutely and I it was everything it was perfect I thought Mm -hmm. I mean of course we have to open with Dorit's robbery which was the most utterly terrifying experience I mean seeing the robbers uh home invaders you know it's it's 11 p.m first of all you always think it's like in the dead of night no it's literally 11 p.m or whatever and somebody like smashes a window and then you know hearing Dorit talk about how she had just put the kids to bed and you know, for, for that night, you know, they didn't sleep in her bed. And usually they always sleep in her bed with her when PK's gone. Yeah. And I mean, the idea that you would hear your door open and you think you're going to see like a little person, like a baby, and then it's a tall figure and you're like, your brain has to adjust. A- and then everything else that ensued, it's it's horrifying. I I really was stirred, I would say, by PK and Dorit and their love mm. together. Yes. They're very much twin flames, twin souls, like yes. absolutely meant to be. And I thought that that was really sweet to see. I believe in their love in a way that I never have before. Yeah. I I feel like I kind of already did believe in their love. I really felt their okay. connection, but it was really sweet to see. I thought it was interesting to watch Mauricio apologize to Erica. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I just I don't know. I thought that it was a good first episode, a fun first and episode. I will say that I think this season is going to be a big snooze fest. 
We'll see. I think the other thing that I appreciated was in that moment where they're at, when they're at Kyle's house the day after it's happened. Yeah. Like, I could tell, like, these are real friendships, at least between Kyle, Mauricio, Dorit, and PK. Like, this is a real unit. Oh, for that, sure. That does love each other. And I just... Yeah. Once again, I'm always so touched by Mauricio and Kyle. And, you know, I would like to be enveloped in their love and friendship one day. Absolutely. I felt like Sutton's basically ambivalence and just caring about her own petty dramas after I've, that happened to I I found it I've to been be putting quite out, baffling. I've been putting out fires all day too. Like what? Are you completely inept? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty thoughtless and honestly like so yeah. unself-aware. I know. She, I don't think she's a very self-aware person. She annoys me. Yeah. I thought it was, I think it's interesting that it's clear she's not going to get a good season. Mm-hmm. And she got such a good edit last season or people loved her for going in on Erica. So it's just funny how no one's really safe ever in these yeah, series. Right, the right. the cast favorites can really be cast villains one oh. season to the next. Oh, one thing I think is cool is Teddy Mellencamp just had a lower facelift. Okay. And she documents the whole thing on Instagram, which I think okay. is really cool. Um, because I think that obviously most people, when they get stuff like that done, they don't tell anyone. And I just thought like she has a whole highlight and I don't know. I just think it's kind of very G of her. It's a, it's very, it's just a cool move. So anyway, I think that's interesting if anyone is interested. Um, and also I have a new thought on face filters. Okay. Are you pro them? I'm not pro them necessarily, Okay, but I someone asked about it when I called out for topics. Someone asked about it because Texas banned filters yeah, that yeah. change your face. They didn't ban them because they think that they're, you know, bad for self-esteem or self-image. They banned them because they banned them because um because they use facial recognition software that's apparently mm-hmm. illegal. So Okay. But anyway, I have a new thought on face filters. And not that I'm gonna start using them, um, but I just think that I now just kind of think who cares, honestly, like if it makes someone happy to look a little tweaked in their videos, if it makes someone happy to have like stars across their face, to have bunny ears, to have like, I mean, you know, very, okay, hold on. There's a big difference between bunny ears and (laughs) Instagram face. I regularly do the filter where it's like complete, I'm enveloped in stars. So, okay. Yeah. If it, if it sparks joy for you to do a, you know, an ironic or just a filter in general. It's the, it's the subtle tweaking that I think is, is tricky and at times nefarious. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just think that if it makes people happy, who cares? And I just, I don't see the problem anymore. Like I I used to, but should people be conscious of how, you know, if they have a big following or platform of how, you know, they use it. And if they are constantly using, filters it I don't know it manipulates the way that they look to their audience I definitely think everyone should be as conscious as possible in everything that they do so if they're using filters because it's like an insecurity thing versus like a joyful thing then definitely I think there's something to be aware of there and it's important I guess I just feel less like moral panicky about it and I think that if people like it they like it and okay. let's just have people be happy but maybe that's a little overly simplistic. It's so. a little woo-woo for me, but, you know, you do you. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Love you all. And we will be back next week and then throughout the week on the Patreon.
Yes. Love you all. Bye. Love you all. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Pop Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Bye.